Welcome into the Landry Football Podcast Network, another edition of the Landry Football Podcast, as we wanted to address today how teams truly prepare their draft boards. There's a lot that's talked about by the media, about this is going on, that's going on, by people that have never been inside a draft room and really have no clue and are getting third and fourth hand information, and it's just not real accurate. So I thought I'd spend some time going through the process. A little later, we're going to get to how we prepare the final draft board as we get a little closer to draft days. That's fast approaching now. A reminder, though, you can get more detailed analysis like this at LandryFootball.com. It's a coaching, scouting, front office executive perspective on the college football and NFL game draft, free agency, in-season game evaluations, player evaluations, college football, recruiting, transfer portal, evaluating players, teams, coaches, schemes at the college and NFL level. From a coaching, scouting perspective, LandryFootball.com is where you want to go. Take advantage of the scouting season offer. It's the best deal that we've got going. It'll take you through a 12-month period of information. Um, If you want to just try it out for a month, six months, you can do that as well. LandryFootball.com is where you want to go. Also, a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network. That's what you're listening to right now. And that way you don't miss any of our football content. Well, folks, lots talked about this guy's moving up and down the board and this and that and all this stuff that will generate clicks and hot takes. It's one problem. None of it's true. Just to give you an idea, uh, during the course of the season, the football season, teams have their area scouts go out and they cover their area, of course, responsible for that area. Then you have regional scouts, cross-check scouts, we call them, that will go over and look at players as well. You have an initial board of where the scout might have them, and every team may do it a little differently depending on how many scouts you have. You can put an initial player at an initial slotting on your draft board. Everybody has uh, two boards, a horizontal board and a vertical board. A vertical board is a position board. It's every position, top players, top to bottom. But remember what I always say, it doesn't matter how you rank them. It's how you grade them. So how many guys do you have with a 7-4 to 7 grade? How many guys do you have with a 6-9 to 6-5 grade? How many guys do you have with a 6-4 to 6-0 grade? 7-4-7-0 superstar ability. 6'9 to 6'5, immediate star. 6'4 to 6'0, potential star. 5'9 to 5'5, has a chance to make him contribute. Those are all different grade plateaus. So you have to grade the player and put him into one of those categories. If he's the top of the superstar category, then he might be a 7'4. If he's the bottom of the superstar category, 7'0, there's really no difference since you've graded them both in a superstar area you may just like this guy a little bit better or these one or two guys a little bit better. It's how you grade them. And then you slot them. You, if you have to move a guy from one grade plateau, 6'9 to 6'5, up to 7'4, 7'0, uh, you better have a really good reason to do it. But remember, the initial board is you're just throwing guys into some generic areas in December 
prior to the All-Star Games and Bowl Games. But remember, the coaches, the NFL coaches have not looked at these players. They have done their homework on these players yet. So you, the grades that you have may be the grade of, and you say, well, we got this graded higher. No, they don't. The one guy, the one scout of maybe four or five may have a grade at a certain spot, but the other four or other three may be in different spots. So you have to come through kind of a consensus of where they need to be on the board. So this is where there's a lot of ambiguity. And then that doesn't even take into account the coaches. How much involvement do the coaches have? How good are they at grading guys and in stacking? All those things factor in. So don't buy into this guy's moving up or down a board. That hasn't been set yet. The board is just initially put together. And people think that, well, you should move up or move a guy up and down the board in January or February due to a workout. They're not moving them up or down the board due to a workout. They're looking at film. You can't look at all the game film of all the players and be done by December. It takes all the way through March for everybody to look at everybody on film, what they did on film during the season or previous seasons. It takes all that time to do that. And so when you put all of that together and you throw in on top of that, the individual makeup of the player. See, we put a numerical grade, but then we have a letter grades on players. You have a B for a guy with a bulk problem, a C with a character problem, an F with a frame problem, a H with a height, and, and so on and so forth. And we we have codes, we have color codes on the card that would indicate maybe a little bit more of a mental learning or a little bit more of a character or a little bit more of a medical concern that would just, it just gives us a flag. It just doesn't mean you take them off the board. It doesn't mean that you don't want them. It just, you flag them for a reason and you're observing and having a discussion is how much of a problem is that going to be? So you have a lot of work to do from the time the football season ends to now. And it's not just, well, they like this guy here and he's moving up. It's, a, it's why those things are on magnets, because you move them around based upon everybody's evaluation and all the information, all the evaluation is not done till about this time. Now, just because everybody's done their work doesn't mean that they've sat in meetings and discussed it and hashed it out yet. That's coming soon. Some people are starting their meetings as soon as this week. I know I'm involved in a couple of them and some maybe next week, two weeks prior to the draft, two and a half to three weeks prior to the draft, which is where now are you start meetings and we'll get into the final draft boards here in another week or so. And that's where everybody who's seen the player will give their evaluation and scouting report on. And then everybody will then look at a 40 to 50 play clip of each player that has been made. And, and everybody can comment on, well, this is what I'm seeing and this is why I have them there and so on and so forth. So you, you have an understanding of how that will go down and, and adjust. But to this point, you're looking at um, initially putting the board together by position. The vertical board is, again, putting a grade. Well, how many guys are in that category? Where well, you stack them top to bottom. The horizontal board 
is the best players regardless of position. And the horizontal board is technically put vertically. But what horizontal means is you've got each position and the best player regardless of position is the horizontal board. It's the same thing. And that's where you put guys in grade categories. Folks, you don't grade players based on what your need is. You grade players on how good they are regardless of need. Then you factor in need. And the reason why you have to do it first, put the grade on them, is if you artificially put a player graded higher because it's a need, well, you're getting a lesser player. You're artificially trying to make him better than he really is, and then that's when you make mistakes. You know, people will say, well, we had him rated higher. Yeah, it's don't don't argue that you had him rated higher. Did you have him graded correctly? And if you don't segment it and forget about a guy's character and just grade him on football and put him on the board where his football acumen puts him, then you add the character or the medical or whatever the issue may be, mental. Then that gives you the, okay, look, this guy here's a football player, but you we, we've got to pass over him because we've got these concerns. As I like to say, just because a guy has got mental issues or is a character problem doesn't make him slower or less strong. It, it may mean that you're going to bypass it. Just set the board up correctly. So you do the draft boards initially, and you put them kind of based upon the area. But remember, when you put the initial board up, you're only getting maybe one, two, maybe three of the scouts' grades on them. By the time you're done with the final board, now you got six or seven grades. Time you go through the assistant coaches that coach that position, the coordinator that coaches on that side of the ball, the head coach, the personnel director, the assistant general manager, the pro personnel director, the GM. Now you got seven or eight or nine grades on a guy. And now that's where you got to. If you do it right and you put everybody in, and one of the biggest problem is people tend to telephone scout or discuss and kind of, put their grades along the lines of what their bosses think so they can kind of, no, 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 grade them like you see them. And if you do it correctly, then what you want is to say, all right, let's say you got nine grades on a guy and eight of them are in the same category. One of them is way off. They got them way higher. Way You don't assume that that guy is wrong. You better find out what is it about that player that that scout or coach doesn't like. You also need to scout the scouts and scout the coaches. You have some scouts and some coaches. They don't like anybody. Nick Saban was that way in the NFL. It didn't matter who it was. It was the glass was always half empty. Nick has kind of changed over time and has grown as an evaluator. And obviously it's done a phenomenal job in, in college football, but Nick and I spent, years going on the road evaluating defensive backs and you know we spent time in the car driving or in a plane discussing just because a guy has bad technique you got to understand that he may not be coached as well as he's going to be coached in the NFL you have to look at the traits and just because a guy makes mistakes because of poor technique that is correctable and it's the job of the coach to correct it what you're trying to evaluate is the skill set. So when you get every, just because you have one or two grades that are outliers, you better do your homework. You better make sure 
because you may have two or three grades of the other guys that are just kind of going with the flock. Make sure. I was the only guy in our room that stood on the table for Eddie George. Most players in our draft room wanted Lawrence Phillips. Uh, I didn't sit there and say, well, yeah, maybe you guys are right. I, I mean, I didn't know. Maybe I was right. Maybe I was wrong. But here's how I got to my conclusion. I was told that Eddie wasn't a tough runner, that he didn't get a lot of after-contact yardage. I knew that wasn't true because I looked at all the tape. I knew that the others didn't look at all the tape. So what I did is made a tape showing them about 25 to 40 plays where he was running over people left. And, oh, I didn't see that. Well, you didn't look at the Illinois game. You didn't look at the Iowa game. You didn't look at the, you know, you didn't. And all of a sudden, the opinion changes, not because of what I'm saying, but what I'm showing and what I'm expressing. And I'm explaining why. And then, so you're, and when I was with the Oilers, we only had, it was only four of us as scouts. And we didn't have a personnel director. We had a GM. And the GM let us decide. And so it wasn't a lot. Pretty much what we did, a guy stayed pretty much in the same area. But most teams have a lot more personnel to do this. And if you've got nine opinions, it's going to vary. And, and I don't necessarily think you need to throw out the highest and the lowest and go to the median. You need to have the discussion on each of the players. So what's going on right now is people are getting in their draft room and they take a position a day, maybe two days for a position. And you go over every player. Now, just so you know, there's a big binder and all on a computer now too, but you go A to Z. Now, if a player has been rejected and deemed not worthy of putting on the draftable or unrestricted free agent signing board, then you don't discuss him. Nothing's changed with him. Anybody want to rise him up on the board? No, no, no. Okay, move on to the next guy. So the initial meetings in December, you're going over everybody. And so you, but you don't go into as much detail. You're just initially putting them on the board. In these meetings, you skip over, I would say, 70% of the players in your book that are not going to make it on your draftable board. So the 30%, 35, let's call it, percent of the players that do make your draftable or, un, you know, guys you would draft or sign as unrestricted free agent, college free agents, you spend a lot of time on those guys. You make a tape on all of those guys. Everybody discusses all of those guys. And then you kind of see, you put the grade and put them there. Now, when you get done at the end of that day, you will probably spend three or four hours going through each of the positions. Do you have them in the right order? Any guy, anybody got a problem? No, I think this guy should be higher. Okay, well, should he be in this group? And let's discuss it. Uh, I disagree. I think he should stay there. Let's put the tape on. Let's get to it. Let's come to it. Make sure that they're all graded correctly and are all stacked correctly and where the gaps are. Well, you only got maybe one guy at a 7-0 grade at, at maybe offensive tackle, let's just say. And then the next two guys are graded 6-9 to 6-5. So 7-4 to 7-0, and there's, that, there's a, a drop into a grade plateau. Then you got a 6'9, six, 6'5, six, and maybe you have two guys, three guys. Then you have a drop to another grade plateau, to the 6'4 six, to 6'0, six, and you may have eight guys there. Well, make sure those eights are correctly. Make sure that none of those eight belong in that next group. And all those things are hammered out through the day or two that you're meeting on each position. Some positions, like receivers, will at least take two days, sometimes two and a half. So you go and you look and say, all right, so this is how many days of meetings. I always backloaded it. So 
that we finish our meetings three days prior to the draft so that we we use the last three days to go over scenarios to get the final security checks the final medical grades then we make those adjustments but i wanted to have our vertical board and our horizontal board set three days prior to the draft to allow that so if i had to if we twiddled our thumbs the last three days prior to the draft because we set up the board great i use that time to work the phones and to see maybe based upon the work that we've done that we've got some flexibility say you know what we really ought to consider moving up we really uh, you know we we ought to consider moving down and let's let's make the phone calls to make some or put the preliminary work to make that happen so that's how things are done and so now the beginning of the final draft board is taking place now what i'm going to do is give you another podcast coming up how do we prepare the final draft board and basically part of what i have been saying over the the process it is a process goes from that point to these final meetings which have been taking place this past week and will take place through the through the uh, draft day we'll get into that but that's how we get to this point and prepare the final boards but make sure that you check out uh even more details about the draft about free agency uh how things are done draft stories all of that taking place at landryfootball.com make sure that you check it out take advantage of our scouting season offer today it's the best deal we've got going we think you're going to absolutely love it um so make sure that you check out landryfootball.com today take advantage of that scouting season offer it's 12 months it's the best deal again we've got going try it out for a month six months if you want to do that that's fine as well. Uh, a reminder again to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network wherever you get your podcast, so that you don't miss any of our football shows. So be sure to join us. Enjoy this. We'll take you next through preparing the final draft boards. That's going to be on tomorrow's podcast. So make sure that you check it out and spread the word. But for now, we appreciate you joining us. Have a great day. And uh, for now, so long, we bid you adieu.